You're listening to Glowing Older, the podcast that goes deep with the iconoclasts shaping senior living. Thank you to our season one sponsor, Body Bliss, Intentional Aromatherapy, your partner in wellness. Hello, and welcome to the Glowing Older podcast, where we interview experts on innovation in senior living. I'm your host, Nancy Griffin, and I'm pleased to be here for episode three with Michael G. Tompkins, partner at Hutchinson Consulting. Hutchinson Consulting is a leading recruitment and consulting firm in hospitality, wellness, and senior living. Michael is a former CEO of Miraval Resorts and Hilton Head Health, and a renowned authority on the intersection of health and hospitality. Welcome, Michael. Uh, Hi, Nancy. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for being here. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your background in hospitality wellness uh, and wellness and how you got into the senior living industry? Oh, sure. Um, So right out of college, you know, I started um, uh, my career as a registered nurse and went into, at that time, long-term care. Uh, And I bounced around in the nursing field for probably 14 years. Um, in a variety of different uh, segments within the long-term care space, um, including short-term rehab, et cetera, um, and the managed care movement. And, you know, I really enjoyed uh, the taking care of people part, um, but at the time, you know, they were, there were a variety of different models that um, the senior living or, or at least the long-term care industry was switching over to. And I thought it would be best to move into preventative medicine. And so I joined a destination spa and really started working on what's um, become the the functional medicine model uh, of today. And of course, we know that that's taken off uh, over the last few years. But, you know, back then it was one of the the leading edge um, modalities within the medical field and and at times considered, you know, crack crack medicine. uh, I think there were a lot of things that changed that, in particular um, fibromyalgia and that, the fact that also the fact that nutrition um, and good exercise were really um, having significant impact on the health care of people when they initiated the things uh, from a preventative perspective. It was then that I um, moved into more of the destination spa resort, ultimately leading um, hospitality companies. Uh, and enjoying that, the aspects of changing people's lives, but in a different perspective. And, you know, I did that for probably 15 years and then decided uh, I would switch back to um, healthcare to some extent um, at Hilton Head Health, which was a weight loss center. And it was there that I really found, you know, that the merging of both healthcare and science and prevention and, um, living younger, longer, and senior living um, was really very vital in how we're going to be moving forward in the future. Fast forward to now, um, I, I then uh, took on a role uh, in um, recruitment in the hospitality and spa and wellness space, um, where the company that I um, am a partner in has been a, a foothold, uh, has had a foothold for more than uh, 26 years. You know, but um, it's our latest venture to step into the senior living industry, both from a um, consulting perspective and a recruitment perspective that really um, is 
giving me my passion today. Given these current times, uh, I know we've had this conversation before about the opportunities in senior living. Uh, why do you think there's such an opportunity there versus, say, uh, the hospitality, spa, or wellness segments? Well, I think there's a, a lot of things to consider. Um, the first um, is clearly just economics. You know, we we know that um, there is um, a distinct and growing asset sector that's being driven by demographics. It's known as the silver tsunami. Um, that is coming from the senior living industry. And basically what that is, is that, you know, there are um, a number of baby boomers who are coming of age, but they want something different than the traditional nursing home that um, you and I and probably the general public have um, been part of um, and seen for the last 30, 40 years. And so there's this new wave of these boomers um, looking for a way to live well, stay healthy, be in a supportive community, but also have the availability of um, whole life living with multi-generational aspects to it. You know, the, the, where I see the, um, the, the sectors intertwining is with hospitality because those boomers are used to a good life and, you know, they, they've not only um, are looking for all of the things that I mentioned, but they're also looking for great customer service. You know, um, the, the, the demographic before them, the generation of their parents, which is the greatest generation, were known for their frugality of being um, characterized more as savers rather than spenders because of their influence um, and experience of the Great Depression. Now, personal choice surrounding senior living and long-term care um, have changed from a model of need-driven. So, you know, historically people enter those um, uh, institutions or the, those facilities, the senior care and living care, based on a life-altering event. They fell and broke a hip. They are there for stroke rehab or cardiac rehab. And loss of independence, loss of spouse or a partner. Now the new consumer has substantially higher discretionary income and the choice decisions that are uh, increasingly market-driven surrounding the lifestyle breeding wellness is what they're looking for. This customer, this new baby boomer customer and consumer is more independent, they're wealthier, they're self-centered, they're educated, they're demanding. Um, but there's a difference between them and their parents of the greatest generation in that, you know, if you peg the number of dollars that they have um, saved um, over their lifetime or inherited, that, is, that number is somewhere between 15 and $60 trillion. Um, the true number is some, I would guesstimate, is somewhere in the middle. So you're looking at 30 to $45 trillion. The baby boomers intend to spend their entire wealth during their life. And so they're looking for this new model and the paradigm shift in thinking and consumerism surrounding aging services is really going to be paramount. Wow. And so it seems like when I talk with, uh, with senior living uh, executive directors, oftentimes when I get into guest services, service delivery, uh, those kind of questions, they look at me like I have three heads. So I, I know that there's a lot of our uh, spa and hospitality executives 
that uh, have some qualifications that are relevant in senior living. Can you talk a little bit about the opportunities you're seeing? Yeah, you know, I think there's a, a number of opportunities because the, you know, of the the his, history of the growth of senior living and just the sheer numbers of the demographic of baby boomers. And so even though people don't want to go in the traditional nursing home, um, the growth has still been steady just because there's not a lot of an, or enough beds. And so people are, are choosing those simply as a last resort. What we're seeing is that um, that model of senior living being highly fragmented and competitive between skilled nursing or assisted living or memory care um, or IL or CCRCs um, or hu uh, home and community-based models um, are really going away. And they're trying to find, um, and, and they are creating a blend. And so you're getting these models, uh, one of which we're working on, but there are other very big players in the uh, senior living industry that are really looking to change um, and market um, uh, a new identity that um, is gonna sort of strip the negativity surrounding a nursing home and educate the, the consumer on what this new opportunity is. And so when you look at whole life model, whole life living models, where people can live in a community and access uh, the product from any generation, from you know, birth till death, and have everyone interacting together and having that senior living um, or assisted living in a model where you know, community-based and people are thriving and um, cohabitating and existing with other generations, it keeps the mind and the body young. And so, you know, for me, when I look at the shortages that have been in the spa and the hospitality industry, and, you know, if you look at the numbers that are out there, you know, people will tell you it's, uh, you know, in the hundreds of thousands or, or in the, you know, low hundreds of thousands of um, you know, shortages. If you look at the senior living industry, it's probably tenfold that, not exaggerating. Wow. And so there's this terrific opportunity to move hospitality professionals and wellness professionals into the senior living space to create the new programming that people are desiring, and at the same time to deliver the level of service that these new consumers are demanding. Uh, well, I know you have been uh, instrumental, as I mentioned in the beginning, on this intersection between health and hospitality. Tell uh, tell me about the H2H initiative you're working on with Northern Arizona University. Yeah, Northern Arizona University contacted me um, uh, earlier this year on um, the recommended recommendation of Jim Root, who um, has been in the spa industry for a very long time. And what they were looking to do for their students was to um, create opportunities for them to step into a wellness-based model or a healthcare-based model, which um, gives them more opportunities um, for career advancement. If you look at um, senior living or um, healthcare or wellness-based models, the, the salaries are equal to, if not greater than, um, those that are in the hospitality space currently. So the essentially the the characteristics and the um, the talents 
that these graduates are going to have is transferable, not just from hotel and spa, but also into health and wellness and, and into um, the senior living space and, and even in long-term care and healthcare. And so um, it, while most students at this time want to go into the hotel space, because when they think of senior living, they're still thinking about that old model. Um, they don't realize that many of these new models that are being presented in the um, wellness uh, space and these wellness communities, as well as these senior living wellness communities, is that you have a hotel in them. You have a, a living uh, community in them. So now it's not just hotel that you're overseeing, but it's also residential. And then they have food and they have all of the spa offerings and they have medical and pharmacy and co-working spaces and so many more other opportunities to be able to build your portfolio of, of experience, so to speak, um, right out of the gate. And so, you know, when I think of when I entered the hotel space, I actually um, came in from the health perspective, but then I had to learn everything about spa and everything about hotel. And I eventually then worked my way up uh, as a, to a CEO, learning all of those indi individual components. When I look at what um, Northern Arizona University is uh, attempting to do, that is um, really a, a drive for me for the future of our industries in this sort of melding of all of the different parts of what we've historically had in individual silos. So I look at the graduates today and think, how lucky are they that they have an opportunity to step into a role that not only is in their desired field, but also gives them a whole breadth of experience outside of hospitality, but within the healthcare space to thrive. So in addition to your expertise, you've also uh, brought Northern Arizona, Northern Arizona University uh, access to some of your best and brightest executives that have made the segue over from hospitality to, to senior living, correct? Yes, and I, you know, I, I credit those at um, NAU for that. Um, you know, particularly uh, Fred D'Amico. You know, he is the one who um, created, uh, I believe, he created H two H, and you know, he asked me, "Hey, you know, in being in this field for a long time, do you know people who have made a successful transition from hospitality into healthcare?" And in fact, um, we pay, we placed. Um, a senior ex executives, general managers, vice presidents of destination spas, medical um, doctors at destination spas. Um, and then now they are transferring into um, the healthcare entity of senior living. And there's a, a number of reasons why, Nancy. You know, it's not just that um, it's the new and, and burgeoning space that's out there for hospitality people to enter into and that the, the wages are equal to or better than um, what you find in hospitality. But when you look at the last 15 years, I'll just say, you know, hospitality has taken quite a hit. Um, you know, we've had, you know, the, the downturn in the economy uh, in 2008. So many people took a hit from that. We, you know, took two to three years to climb and claw our way out of that. And at that, at that point, you know, Every study out there will show you that the long-term care market did not drop. It was the one of the single few industries that actually grew during the downturn of you know, the Great Recession. And then you come to today, 
you know, um, where there's uh, hospitality has been all but been shut down and we're opening up in, in very small amounts and in, in, in very structured ways. Um, but the industry, again, has taken a hit. Will it take two years this time? Will it take three years or five years? No one knows. But those hospitality professionals like me who have been in that industry for, for a very long time, it, it makes you sort of tired. And are there other options out there where I don't have to worry about being furloughed or laid off um, because my job's not going to end? And then people you know, might say who are listening, well, geez, look what's happening in you know, nursing homes right now with you can't visit your parents and um, there's a, a large number of our senior and elderly um, dying in um, these spaces, et cetera, and who would really want to work there? Well, first of all, you know, as a healthcare provider myself, um, I, I actually think, you know, the root of the root word of, of hospitality is hospital, but you know, the the job itself is still the same, and that's taking care of people. And I think no matter what age we are, everyone deserves the same dignity of that hospitality-based level of care in providing service, whether it's you know at our hotel front desk, at our spa front desk, or at our senior living center, and so. You know, the new models won't be strictly senior living uh, alone. It will be interacting with the community on a multi-generational basis. And I don't think that we'll end up with the same situations that we're seeing today with COVID. I think, you know, that senior living itself has done a great job after, you know, um, being burdened with, you know, what has happened in a, in a very... Um, uh, having to provide care for um, a guest that essentially is at high risk. And, you know, I applaud our healthcare workers and our nurses and our, uh, you know, medical assistants and nurse aides and, and our executives even who have done an incredible job in senior living to, you know, uh, stem and keep tight um, the healthcare of our seniors. And so, you know, I, I admire the, these people and, you know, I look at where we're moving in this space and, and think that as a hospitality professional, there's no greater job security than senior living. I would also venture a guess to say that with this tremendous um, decrease in, in hospitality, we will not be seeing that in senior living. And so, um, you know, the jobs are out there in senior living, long-term care, and, and in the um, healthcare fields. Um, those jobs are currently not in hospitality, as you and I both know. And it, and it only benefits uh, the uh, senior living industry to get the expertise of, of hospitality and wellness professionals. Uh, are there any other trends that you wanted to mention? And, and, and I'll add to that post-COVID-19 trends you're seeing about how wellness is currently delivered and will be delivered into the future in a, a senior living facility. Well, you know, I think that, that um, first of all, um, in a senior, I, I, I don't want to say post-COVID. Um, I, I want to say that the new senior living community will, will, will deliver the model in um, a more... Um, hopefully in a more tech savvy way, um, where 
you know, because they're being built now, they can be built with the latest and greatest preventative measures that can help prevent the spread of um, viruses and microorganisms that, that we're seeing today. If you look at hotels or traditional senior living facilities, they're going to have to go back and retrofit. And we all know that retrofitting is more difficult than, you know, the new places that are, are being built now. I also mm -hmm. um, really applaud um, the new players in the space or the existing players in the space that are trying the new model. Um, you know, you have places like uh, Watermark um, and um, uh, you also have um, Charter Senior Living and a number of other um, players in the space that are really moving to a wellness-based model and um, wellness programming. And I think that that integration of uh, intergenerational and best practices, um, as well as that service that's um, coming from hospitality, really supports connectedness of all of us as individuals and, and really will, will give us the support um, to sustain longevity and active uh, lifestyle engagement. Yeah, and, and uh, last fall, you were kind enough to introduce me to one of your clients, uh, Joe McCarran from uh, Capital Care and his, and his project WellPoint Community. And Joe, uh, when I interviewed him, told me that he sought out best-in-class partnerships, which I'm understanding through my research in senior living is, is a big trend. Uh, and for um, the wellness and hospitality part of his best class partnerships, he chose your company, Hutchinson Consulting. Uh, I, I was hoping you could tell me a little bit about this project uh, as you has, have firsthand knowledge about where you are in the progress and, and how unique this project really will be. Yeah, I think it's um, it's really exciting, and you know we were fortunate to find um, Capital Care um, and and get involved in WellPoint communities. WellPoint is is certainly an in illustrative example of the emerging new business prototype that we've been speaking about. It's broad connectivity uh, exhibited by intentional integrative program delivery for all, which is supported by connected and customized real estate development. And what I mean by that is their model, um, the first of which is in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, the senior living center is already going up. There is a VIA center that everyone will access, whether that's someone from the community coming to use the place as a gym or um, people coming for a wedding or a transient guest staying at a hotel or you're coming to visit your doctor and your pharmacy. So in that VIA center, there is uh, medical physicians um, and your healthcare that you need. There is uh, a pharmacy, there is a spa, there's a healthy cafe, there's a fitness center. Um, all of those are accessed by everybody in the community. When I say in the community, there are um, residential townhomes um, that are on property so that people can access this and live this on a daily basis. Um, there is a, a hotel. Um, a 120 key hotel that you know will get transient guests and then it will get guests of the residents and then other people who are you know coming to have their health care um, looked at etc um, there is an innovation center um, there is a co-working space that's sort of like a we works but I don't want to use their brand <laughs> their brand um, but all of that interacting together 
Um, there is also separate uh, restaurants, um, both for um, the local market and for the people who are uh, members of uh, WellPoint. And so, you know, it'll be this interactive hub that um, really focuses on personal well-being and, and health and wellness. And, you know, in the, in the co-working, shared working space, um, you know, those uh, startups, those incubators will actually have access to the experience of the seniors or the, um, you know, the, the pre-seniors who are living in the community. So, you know, if you're trying to build a, a new um, business, so to speak, and you need some advice, you'd be able to access one of the residents that live in the space. And we all know that, you know, one of the secrets to keeping young is to also keeping, keeping an active mind. And so, you know, we have, uh, we have partnered with um, WellPoint. They have signed on some great medical players and, and um, some, you know, awesome hotel people um, who are going to manage the project. And, and Hutchinson Consulting is very happy to be um, co-creating that with them. When is uh, the expected start for the build? Uh, the build has already started. The senior living building um, is out of the ground. Um, the estimated time for uh, launching that is the end of this year, the beginning of next um, in terms of opening. And then early next year, we should see um, the VIA Center going up uh, as well as the other aspects like the hotel and residential spaces. So, you know, uh, we're, on, we're on track to, um, you know, keep this thing moving forward. You know, I, I also know that there are several other um, communities that are out there or several other existing communities that are trying to switch to this model. Hutchinson Consulting has um, consulted on a number of different projects where we are giving them or helping them create wellness programming either in their new space um, or in their existing space. And so we have worked with senior living centers in um, both the Midwest and um, in Florida. And then in additionally, um, we're working uh, with a couple of projects in New York and Florida now um, in trying to create new um, initiatives and programming for, uh, for those spaces, programming and marketing um, in particular. Because if we know something from the senior living industry, we know that the marketing has lacked somewhat. And you know, to be able to convey the, the new message um, really requires um, different marketing techniques. So, you know, we've been doing all of those things. But it, the start of it and the area that I am um, responsible for at Hutchinson, which is working uh, with places like NAU to, you know, let our new graduates know that there are other options out there. It is, you know, trying to, to let people, make people aware that there are these new job jobs that are coming out both in you know, director of programming, vice president of wellness, vice president of clinical care and wellness. You know, and I think about the nurses who have worked at destination spas um, or the, the people who have master's degree in public health or those who have worked in spa and hospitality for a very long time and how they are shoe-in candidates for these um, positions that are essentially recession tolerant. Yeah, and it's great that you mentioned that you have some some consulting and programming for retrofits because it seems like a lot of the executive directors and corporate executives l listening to this 
podcast would say, yeah, this is all great. This is the future, but how can I take, um, take any steps towards improving my guest service, uh, improving my meal program, improving my programming for fitness, wellness, spa treatments, that sort of thing. Do you have any final thoughts for the industry as to how they might be able to successfully integrate even if they can't start from scratch? Well, I, I would say that the first thing you don't want to do is wellness wash. And that, you know, when when um, everybody was going green and sustainable, you know, we all know that people, you know, were putting things out there that, you know, appeared on the surface to be true, but on the back end, they really weren't doing much to help our um, our, our world and our, our environment. And so, you know, the worst thing I think that in, in that a um, an industry veteran can do who's looking to you know, um, launch in this space is to put out that they're doing wellness services or they have a wellness position without really actually having it. You know, um, there is a lot involved in authentic programming for people who need to have good nutrition, the best and functional exercise that they can, uh, preventative medicine, um, the list just goes on and on and on. And let's not forget happiness and living younger, longer. I mean, those two things are probably uh, the drivers of all of this. And so, you know, I think that if you can't build a new facility, as most and many of them won't be able to, then creating a programmatic model and marketing it properly that actually delivers what you're saying that you can deliver to, to your resident or your guest is vitally important. So I would start there. That's great advice. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Nancy. I always enjoy speaking with you. Um, you know, one of the things that I've enjoyed about working with you for two decades is that, you know, you're always out there with the latest and the greatest. And, you know, I know that when you and I started talking about senior living um, three or four or five years ago now, uh, it's finally coming to fruition, and I'm happy to see that you're on board with us. So thank you for having me. Thank you, my friend. You've been listening to the Glowing Older Podcast.